Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I am your host, Hanan Al-Basha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough. I am worthy. I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to our Uncharted Discussion episode of Empower to Grow podcast. This is your host, Hanan Basha, and I'm still with the lovely Anka Stefania. Please, Anka, say your last name. Can you say your name in full? Because I need to respect that and give you that space. Yeah, thank you, Hanan. So my name is Anka Stefania Yorgulescu. Thank you. So I, I, I told Anka, I'm sorry, I will not try to butcher her last name. So I needed to give her that space. Anka is um, a pleasure, wealth and sexuality coach. And um, I was asking her between the episodes saying, let's delve a bit deeper into this topic. Usually that topic is a taboo for a lot of people. I know within the Middle Eastern culture, we don't talk about it. Um, it's kind of the things that you might know about, but you don't talk about in detail, um, just gets very uncomfortable and stuff. But I wanted to understand more from your work and, you know, you've done your studies, you do the work with your clients and stuff. What kind of issues or how do you approach this topic? So it depends a lot on what we are working Um I have a background in movement. So I love working, for example, with women who are feeling uncomfortable in their own skin. Um, And I think that this is, unfortunately, and I feel deeply into this pain, it's such a common thing for many women to feel that they are not attractive enough. And, um, um, And then that, of course, leans into their intimate relationship um, Mm. in the way that they in the way that they are with their partners and also in the way that the dynamic with their partners is built because of course when you don't feel very at ease in your own body you start uh, generating insecurities and you do not have the tools to actually take responsibilities and hold yourself when these insecurities pop up um, you will reach for the other person to hold you. And sometimes this reaching is not coming from a conscious space. It's yes. coming from yes. a space of jealousy, from a space where you need them to validate something for you so that you feel better and that the, the quantity of pain that you are experiencing reduces. Wow. And I think this ties up to what you were talking about in the first episode when you were talking about embracing your authenticity and it's kind of uncovering the layers to see who you really are. And I know that personally, I had to go on a journey to love myself, love all of me. That includes, you know, interior and exterior and understand, for example, that my weight does not define my worth, that, you know, that my body's job is to protect me and to take care of me and, Hence, everything else that has been happening internally and externally is a reflection of that. And that in itself as well, as I believe, is something that we're not usually conditioned for. We're conditioned to, you know, go for the, the skinny body, go look at who's doing what. 
um, now as well with a lot of the advancements in the in the beauty industry now we I've seen a lot of younger, even the younger generation, I'm talking like teens or just early 20s, um, they're going for the Botox and the fillers and the, and the, you know, and the lashes and the nails. And, and I can see how that impacts, as you said, not only their authenticity, but their, their sense of themselves and how they could connect with partners or anyone else for that matter. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to, to name something out loud, which is there is no shame from where I'm standing for the fact that a lot of women um, go for all sorts of adjustments. I really want to say that there is a system that yes. benefits a lot from women not feeling good about themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so the primary target for uh, aesthetical surgeries are women. Um, Cosmetics, the cosmetics industry, pharma industry leaves, I don't know the percentages, but the cosmetic industry probably 99.9% .9 of women's insecurities. So I would really like to speak to this and I would really like to tell women that there is nothing wrong um, with you. You were, you were brought to believe that there is something wrong with you so that yeah. people can make money out of our insecurities. A woman and, and an individual, it's not only about women, um, who is at ease in her body, who doesn't need to um, compete with other women, um, yes. who thrives, who is radiant, who is um, productive by, by, by living in harmony with her moon cycle, with her menstrual cycle, mm. um, respecting of the earth, of the seasons is a very dangerous character in today's society because she will not buy the last mascara because she understands that the last mascara will really not be the solution of all of her troubles. Yeah. And, and the, the relationship that we have with ourselves and the identity is built through the relationship that we have with our fathers as, as heterosexual women. Um, and, and we develop that, uh, that identity through the relationship that we have with father and with mother. So we model the behavior of the, of the parent that we identify with, and then we long for the attention and the affection. And of course, there are a lot of psychological processes that are, that are happening for women, which are very important actually, because they are essential to, to our, um, the way that we build our self-esteem, the way that we build our, our self-identity and our, our self-view and the way that we portray that view in the outside world. Um, I, I could speak on this like for, for such a long for such a long time. That I, I would I would like to wrap it up by by saying that um, unfortunately nobody really feels by default great about themselves, mm -hmm. and this is a process. And I I think that when when we start maturing and taking responsibility for the way that we are feeling, understanding that it's not anybody's fault or anybody's responsibility but ours to reparent. Yeah, our yes. our inner yes. our inner little girl. Like I have a really, I have all sorts of aspects, and this is very normal. It's called parts work, and this is what I do with a lot of clients. So I have a really mean inner girl. I call her Arabella, and <laughs> and she is really really inflicting a lot of pain and telling me, oh look at that hair and look at that, and 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 her intention is just to keep me safe. Yeah, yeah. and when I go to her and I have a chat with her and I come from. I come to her from this mothering energy and mm -hmm. honoring her because she has space and she's trying to do her best. 
then then she she expresses herself differently and she allows me to actually look in the mirror and be like yeah this is this is what i see in the mirror but that's that may not be the reality of or how i feel about what i see in the mirror may not be the reality i choose how i want to to view myself and how i want to feel about myself yeah. Which goes back to also the the where you started when we spoke, and it was about it's about the dependence or taking back the power from depending on your partner or you know we all love makeup. I mean, at the end of the day, it's beautiful and we we use it and stuff. But I think there's a difference between using it just for beautification versus using it for dependence. That as you said, if I look in the mirror, I need to see a certain image or else then I have an issue connecting with uh, with myself and with others. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it starts very early for women, very early in childhood. Yeah. We are taught and we are conditioned to be pleasing mm-hmm. uh, physically, emotionally, psychologically. And there is not a lot of space for, and again, I'm, I'm speaking from a privileged perspective because uh, different women in different parts of the world experience life very differently. Yes. And still there is this red thread of, of being brought up as women with the idea that we are, we exist to please. And then in sexuality, that translates into, I am there as the object of somebody else's pleasure. And mm-hmm. what you mentioned is, is really capital because the way that we keep people small uh, and disconnected and um, not really allowing them to to have deep devotional strong beautiful expanded partnerships is Mm -hmm. by teaching them shame around their sexuality and around their pleasure and this happens with both men and women and there are just like different roles that are attributed through through gender um and through through upbringing um and it's really really unfortunate because i think that a lot of men don't understand that um, having a woman who who takes pleasure in being at ease inside her body, who takes who takes pleasure in intimacy, is really nurturing, mm-hmm. um, and also it's very beneficial because uh, the, the the brain secretes all these hormones that are feel good hormones, and and um, also understanding that communication is really really important between yes. people like we yes. it's a it's a it's a tragical trauma response that in today's society everybody's trying to make it on their own and to be self-reliant and independent and 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 this is a trauma response this is not mm. how we are supposed to be we are supposed to be in togetherness we are supposed to be connected we are supposed to be surrounded by a village and, and be celebrated and be seen and be admired, uh, not vainly, but really be seen for who we truly are in all our facets, in, in all started, our contexts. That's, that's true. I started actually recently looking at it from, it's not about independence and it's not about dependence, but rather interdependence. Mm-hmm. And that for me became this concept of, you know, I am interdependent with, with my husband, with my son, with, you know, with my family and everything. And that's, a um, for me, from my perspective, I think it's a beautiful place to come from because that means there's a, it's a two-way relationship. I give and I take. 
and it's not you know it's not a one way and it's as you said it's not it's not a place where you're feeling used but a, a place where you're both utilizing and and and, and building up each other i think yeah. mm -hmm. and and again this is something that 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 comes with um the choice of changing the narrative because mm -hmm women are taught that their needs are not important and we prioritize other people's needs yeah yes. so we are daughters and then we become partners then we become mothers and our needs are really put on the i don't know 100th place yeah like really yeah. the yeah. back and, yeah. and and you cannot be really nurturing and nurture other people when your needs are not nurtured and it's not from a space of self-centeredness centeredness or selfishness it's just you know, you need to first put the mask on your face That's to, be true. Able to, have, to have the other. That's true. And, and also, I would like to speak to something I, I feel deeply for, for men too, because under the umbrella of patriarchy, everybody loses. So this oppressive system that teaches us that patriarchal, but the patriarchal figure, which is pater familias, the, the, the male um, uh, dominant and everybody's kind of like, uh, depending on him for the resources um, is an oppressive system that puts women down and keeps women down. But in keeping women down, you are actually um, also creating a narrative that men have to to obey, which is non-emotional, always having it together, putting on the strong the strong figure, and and you just create individuals who are really broken, and mm -hmm. and we are all broken, and that's really beautiful because where the breakage points are that's where the light enters right as, as that's true. Said. yes the problem is that we break people without giving them the tools and the access to putting building them them themselves up back again again right and and what you mentioned you know if you look at little boys little like boys when they are children they they love service they love being of service and 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 we start breaking them and we start keeping them them small and and again it's like a shared responsibility because women have been deprived of their possibility of fulfilling their own needs so then they expect their partners to fulfill their needs and not only that they expect their partners to 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 um pick up on their needs without their mm -hmm. Yeah, needing to communicate those needs Back to the communication that you were talking about. Yeah, which which is impossible. It's an impossible task. You, you you set up people for failure. So I'm going back to boys who grow up to be men who can't really win with women, and nobody really wants to not win. So mm. it's a it's a shared responsibility. Also, women need to find their ways to explaining and expressing. Hey, it feels really good when you open the door for me. Or hey, I noticed that you did that because yeah. men also want to be celebrated. And the more they are celebrated, the more a healthy men, yeah, like not yes. somebody who's in their toxic masculinity, will will give more of that. Whereas a lot of women are thinking, no, I'm not gonna build him up because then he's gonna go in the world and find somebody else, right? Hmm. Um, which comes also from from a lot of trauma because also. As, as women we have been or like as feminine we have been failed by the masculine betrayed and we have this like a collective consciousness and of course there is fear about that but that can always happen you know like you can always lose your partner not only because they're gonna leave for somebody else they can also just die for example and then what yeah. are you gonna do instead of investing in, in having a fulfilling partnership where both of you grow together and help each other and support each other and celebrate each other and like 
I think it's something so beautiful to, to have somebody who sees the depth of you and, yes. and celebrates that, you know, and so many of us just yearn for that, to be seen, yeah. the little things that we do. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so to sum up, I would actually like to address one last thing with you, and that is if we are to change the narrative about sexuality versus sensuality, how would you change the narrative? How would you redefine that? Well, sensuality for me, it comes from the five senses. So we are all sensual. It's just that, again, there is so much shame around sensuality that when you go to a restaurant and you really enjoy the food, there is no space for you to be like, oh my God, I really love this food and like smell the food and taste and feel it, right? Because people are going to look at you and be like, oh my God. But that's sensuality, you know? Yes. Um, and, and sexuality, again, so I, I think it just comes from... from um, you know, there, there, there are a lot of negative associations with sexuality. Um, and there is a lot of fear around sexuality because most of the population is not really educated around sexuality. Mm -hmm. yes. So then whatever yes. you, you don't address, whatever is taboo, whatever is invisible, um, is created in our consciousness is like this big, scary thing. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody kind of keeps in the Pandora's box and never really wants to address, yeah. right? Just tiptoeing around it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then again we all want to breed children like you cannot you know you cannot uh, you cannot segregate the the one of the main reasons for us as humanity is to to procreate yeah many of us just feel the need to procreate so then how you can focus on procreation without taking with taking sexuality out of the question so i think it's all all about really healing the relationship that we that we have with sexuality and what we put in sexuality there is so much shame and so much guilt and i was born up i was born christian and i remember the conditioning that i had around sexuality and and for the state there is a, a big reason why <laughs> they don't want people to be sexually empowered, right? Because it can be very difficult to handle people who no longer go for monogamous uh, relationships and you lose all sorts of, uh, of, aspect of aspects of a functioning society. So I would start with really redefining for ourselves what we see in sexuality and, and maybe feeling into that deep shame that we have. Um, embryos touch themselves we have research about that in 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 our mother's womb because being in touch with your body and what brings pleasure by touching your body is a normal thing yeah um so so making something so normal and so natural shaming people for something so normal and so natural can only come with a huge cost because a lot of people are now living from here up yeah. And there is a lot of power actually inside the body and pleasure inside the body unlocks a lot of power. And you can see it actually. You can see it in the way that people drive. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you can see people who are at ease and are having a fulfilling partnership on all planes and people who don't. Wow. Yeah, it's, I think everything you, you do say and act and how you act and interact with people says a lot about everything that needs to heal. I know this, I'm learning as, uh, you know, as I'm doing the, the work on my self-development as well. And, and those around me and supporting my clients, it's, it starts going back again to what the first statement you said when we started. It starts with us. And it starts where we realized that um, I could take the power back of how I act, react and interact with 
everyone around me and everything around me and where I'm not happy or where I feel the frustration or the anger or everything else, as you said, even the, the simplest pleasures, then, you know, let me, let me look into that. Let me dive a bit deeper and get the support system that's required. Yeah, and I, I would also like to name something. Um, we have been conditioned to run from challenging um, emotions such as anger and resentment and sadness and grief and frustration. And um, they are just emotions. They are part of life. A normal psyche changes their emotional state every eight, eight seconds. Okay, so we go through like a, a palette of, of emotions and that's normal. Mm -hmm. What is unhealthy to me is the way that anger is expressed. Yeah, mm -hmm. anger is a very powerful uh, force, you know, just like sexual energy is a very powerful force if it's channeled into creation mm -hmm. and not into destruction. And same with anger, you know. Um, so a lot of us really don't have the tools and don't know how to manage the challenging jealousy. You know, we all experience jealousy and jealousy can just be a path of, well, inquiring, being curious, why am I jealous of this person? What, yeah. what do they, what is the story that I have inside my mind? Maybe it's something that I actually crave for myself. I can mm -hmm. see that this woman is just dancing freely as if nobody's looking and I would love to have that freedom inside my body, you know? Yeah. So it's just that, understanding what is actually the root that is triggering. Why am I angry? What triggered my anger here? Maybe it's an opportunity for me to have an honest discussion with my husband because it's been months that um, they are coming late and I don't feel that we have a connection, like just sitting for a cup of coffee or a cup of tea in the morning and having a, an honest discussion about what is going on in our lives, mm -hmm. how are the kids, what we need to do, you know? But instead of having that honest conversation and saying, hey, I miss you, you know, I miss spending time with you. No, we yeah. just go like angry and like, you know, <laughs> and then yeah. we expect for them to come and be like, hey, is something wrong? No, nothing is wrong. <laughs> aggressiveness <laughs> yes that, that uh, whoa i'm sure that is i think we all pass through phases that go along with it yeah. but as you said again it bottles down to the communication and i know like you know that is something that i'm very conscious of it's it's communicating and it's not allowing for things to build up because as you said as it builds up it's just it turns into anger and it turns into resentment and it turns into so many other emotions that that's not where it started that's not where the story started but it develops that way just because um, it hasn't been expressed and communicated right then and there or in, in the next appropriate moment that could have gave that space. Okay, it's beautiful talking to you and you know, you've got a calming energy around you, which is reassuring. And um, I love that you are working on that. You are tackling um, these areas that, as you said, were conditioned not to speak of. But yet they are they're vital, they're our everyday life. That they're what makes us human, actually. Mm. And you know what? I'm I'm gonna tell you actually, because just now it came to my mind. There was a moment in my life where I thought, why am I not experiencing life with awe? Why am I not waking up in the morning being like, yes, another day, and this is awesome, I'm alive, and like this is magical, you know. Why, why am I waking up to life and I'm like, oh, another day and I have to yeah. go. And then I realized that there is a way, there is a way actually to experience life like that. And that way is through choice, through conscious choice. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because the more you, the more you give space for these emotions, right? Like anger has its space and anger 
expresses itself, you dance it out of the body, for example, this is how I deal with anger, then there is so much space for awe and, and, and ecstasy and creation and creativity, you know? And another aspect that I really want to mention is vulnerability, because again, like a lot yeah. of people just pass this around. But honestly, there is no way forth than through vulnerability. Yes, at the beginning, it's going to be excruciating for the ego to go and be like, this partnership of ours is really, really important for me. You are my person. I love our family life. And I really want to find a way for us to deepen our relationship. How mm. can we do it together? Don't drift away. Don't distance yourself from us and from me. Because I want to find a way with you. And this is something that if so, if so many couples were to find the capacity to say that, I think that we would have like a far less divorce rate. <laughs> Just that willingness, you know, like yeah. let's do it together. Well, I, I've been saying that vulnerability and authenticity are superpowers that are yeah. underused on so many levels. And I found personally that when I exposed my vulnerability and when I used it to express myself, I know that a lot of people connected with me a lot more and, and I've had much deeper connections and relationships just because of that. Uh, we're all human and we all have our moments and we've all had our experiences in the moments where we thought, you know, I, this was, it's on me. This was, you know, it wasn't the best time in my life, whatever it is. But I realized that if someone else, because you opened up, someone can say, yeah, me too. I've, I've had this. I thought that was all alone. That is a superpower. It's just making sure that no one feels that disempowered in their own life because they're thinking that they're the only ones going through that experience. So yeah. for that, thank you. Thank you for, for sharing your, your energy and your wisdom with us. It has been an amazing discussion. Thank you. I really appreciate being here, Hannah. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you <laughs> Well, I think Anka said it all. It's, it's about vulnerability. It's about communication. It's about authenticity. And it's about definitely going back and connecting to your true self and how you want to show up in your life on a daily basis, whether with it, it's another day energy or uh, syndrome, as I like to dub it. Your choice, your life. Make it happen one step at a time. Don't be too hard on yourself. Just make a small conscious choice on a daily basis. As always, wishing you love, abundance, and prosperity. I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group, Empowered to Grow, or visit my website, www.hananelbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.